Welcome to I Remember, a podcast about the power of reminiscing to increase your self-esteem and sense of meaning in life. I'm Eileen Fine. Through conversations with guests from the worlds of art, nature, science, and culture, I take you on a journey of these kinds of mindful moments that are unique to each of us, but experienced by all of us that have changed the course of our lives. All designed to give you a feel-good feeling and help you be mindful of your own moments of self-resilience and connection. That opportunity starts now. This is I Remember. In today's podcast, I'm talking about the year 1977. I'm eight years old. Uh, We have been in our new house for a year. And as a kid, that year for me was a year of extremes on so many levels. And I can only imagine being an adult in 1977 living in New York City. There was a huge blizzard that came through in the winter. And that summer, in addition to a blackout and just a heat wave, and I actually think there was a garbage strike too, we also had the summer of Sam, the son of Sam. Um, so from a standpoint, as far as our brains being you know, wired to be negatively biased, I can only imagine as an adult at that time um, what your mind would immediately go to in thinking about 1977. And I remember recently CNN had, you know, the 70s and most of what was featured, I think they had a whole segment that really just focused about what was happening um, in that year. And God, it just seems like such a horrible time. But, you know, what we talk about on this podcast and what we work with um, in classes and doing breath work is going back into our minds and trying to pull out those moments of connection during all the times in our lives. And for me, when I go back and I really dig and I think about the year of 1977, these are my moments of connection that I am really, really happy to be able to share and kind of witness with you. So my moment of joy would have to be um, the blizzard of 1977. We are in our new house. Uh, We've been there for a year. My dad has just been working all the time, you know, after his job, redoing every room. And um, my mom's been putting up wallpaper and such. But, you know, in our house, we had to make sure that we were saving and watching our pennies. Um, so, and of course my parents grew up in Ireland, um, on both on dairy farms. So we never had heat on at night. Um, so in the winter time we would wake up and the house would be absolutely freezing. And, um, I think of this now and it absolutely cracks me up because I'm sure, there would be some kind of public health warning about this. But what my mom would do in the mornings in the kitchen while um, she was making me breakfast to get ready for school is turn on all the burners on the stove to get the kitchen warm. 
there has got to be some kind of like carbon dioxide type of warming on, on that. But whatever, I survived and it was nice and toasty and it, I don't know, there's just something about it that that's such a lovely memory. Anyway, my moment of joy is we would have the radio on every morning and it would be on 1010 Winds News. Now, if you grew up in New York City, 1010 Winds News is still around and there's a specific little amount of music uh, that goes with it and every I guess 10 minutes it's basically like the same loop of news as to what's happening and when I go home still my parents still have that station on and god the rush of memories that come back listening to 1010 when it's news anyway it was snowing it had been snowing all night long and what I was sitting there waiting for was to hear the announcements of the school closings so I went to uh, parochial school. I went to Catholic school to St. Kevin's in Flushing. But if the public schools were closed, for sure we were going to be closed. So while my mom was still kind of getting breakfast ready, I think half knowing that there was no way I was going to school, I was leaning in listening for 1010 Winds to be able to list the schools that were going to be closed in the Queens area. And sure enough, it came up with whatever the PS was in our area, and I was just elated because that meant snow day. Now, that blizzard was so big that it wasn't just a snow day for one day. I swear, and maybe I'm exaggerating, but I really think that we were out of school like that whole week. And um, my poor dad, (laughs) when I think about it, having to shovel out of our back door Um, I don't think we actually could even get out the back door. I think he had to shovel out of the front door, which was a couple of steps higher, and then make his way around to the back door because it was at kind of ground level and you couldn't even open the door. And my moment of joy is not only the fact that I didn't have to go to school, but because our neighbors who were right next door to us, just the driveway separated us, the O'Donnells were um, also home. And Jimmy O'Donnell... Uh, was a firefighter at the time um, in the South Bronx. And he was outside as well with his big old fire boots um, shoveling snow. And I went outside and it was just incredible to see like all of the people outside shoveling snow and making these huge mounds that were, it felt like as high as the trees, um, you know, by the sidewalk and then having the snow plows come and be able to climb up on top of that. And the O'Donnell kids were a little bit younger than me, but we were just going wild because it felt like we were, you know, in Mount Everest being able to climb over all this snow that was still fresh and white um, and being around kind of all these people that were just engaged in just the the revelry of like something so huge. It was almost biblical, this big storm that had come through. Um, And, you know, I have such moments of joy thinking about our neighbors, um, which brings me into the next moment, which is actually um, a moment of love from 1977. And that is actually the blackout of 1977 that happened in the summertime and um you know again if you were an adult this had to be a nightmare um trying to get home from work and dealing with a blackout and no air conditioning but we had no air conditioning anyway so it didn't really matter to us but I do remember um when that blackout happened all of the neighbors coming out and everybody being on the front steps and having flashlights and all the kids playing around 
Um, and again, the O'Donnells being there with their kids and the Finellis that live next door to us um, and having the radio on um, because we had battery powered at that point, uh, listening to what was happening. Um, I think my dad had to walk home, poor guy, like all the way from the city. Um, but by the time he got home, you know, I think we had to use everything that was in the fridge, kind of, everybody did a hodgepodge of, you know, bringing out food onto the street before it went bad. Um, and just having, you know, barbecues outside and just making the most of it. Um, and that is my moment of real love because I felt like I belonged to something. And even though, um, it could have been a scary thing, it wasn't because we were all connected to each other. Um, and in connection to lead me into my last moment, which is of peace, um, this is probably the craziest thing to talk about as far as peace. But during that summer, that was the summer of Sam. And um, he had been going around Brooklyn and Queens, you know, doing everything that we're familiar with, with shooting couples and cars. And he had actually committed a murder um, in a nightclub that was in walking distance of where we lived at the time. Um, it was Eliphaz, and now it, I think it's, it used to be a Tony Roma's, and I don't know what it is now, but at the time, it was a nightclub, and he had murdered, and I'd have to look it up, um, some girl uh, in her car, and that really was in walking distance um, of where we lived, and you would say, well, how on earth is this a moment of peace? Now, for my parents um, and the adults, definitely no way. But as, you know, an eight-year-old, yeah, it was kind of scary. But what ended up happening is that um, all of the parents at school put together kind of a schedule where um, nobody walked home from school by themselves. Now, I grew up in the 70s where you could walk anywhere and you played outside and nobody worried about you until like when the street lamps lights went on, you went home. Um, we used to always walk home from school. I lived about like four blocks from where my school was. But during this time, uh, you know, just before uh, school broke, or it might have been after the summer, before or after. But regardless, there was a parent that lived um, within you know, the kind of the two or three square block of where you were, and it would change up. Um, at the time, uh, most most moms were working um, just a little bit. Uh, you know, there were some that were teachers, but it was at that time where like some moms were still working. Like not everybody was home all the time, um, so there was a lot of coordination as to who would be there based upon kind of the four blocks that you lived, and it just was such a nice thing to like have a different parent kind of show up and be there for you to walk you home. Um, and for me, that just brought such a feeling of safety during kind of this surrounding time of um, what seemed like insanity that didn't make any sense to me. Um, I didn't understand. I knew because I heard it and I heard people talking about it as to why these um, these crimes were happening. But I didn't understand what that had anything to do with us or us walking home from school. As a parent now of a five-year-old, I can completely appreciate it. Um, but that 
time of like having parents being able to figure out schedules. And I do remember it wasn't just moms. There were some dads too, because like I said, um, our neighbors, the O'Donnells, you know, she was a nurse and he was a fireman. So they worked different schedules. And there were a lot of parents that were like that, you know, that worked different shifts. Um, I grew up in a very blue collar neighborhood. So you know, you, some people didn't work kind of the nine to five. Some, some people went in really early. And if you were in construction or in some union, you got out earlier. And so there were dads that were there too, walking kids home. So that is my moment of peace, uh, which seems crazy uh, because it's associated with the son of Sam, but was kind of a driver that brought everyone together. And that's really what this is all about is connection, right? So it's the connection that people have um, with their true self and how they feel about themselves, how they feel safe, um, seen, heard. It's the connection that we have with each other as a family, um, as a community, and the connection that we have with that which is bigger than us. And when I can look back at that time, I can say that I had that at all levels. Um, And I'm really thankful for that time and for all of our neighbors, um, you know, and I think about what a special time it was considering what a crazy time it was. So I hope in listening to this, you know, you can think back to times in your life, whether that be recently or, you know, all the way back in the past, like this was for me, that um, the world seemed unhinged and unstable and crazy, but there were beautiful moments of connection that um, were there, where people were there for each other, um, where you were there for yourself, where you felt uh, both loved and seen and protected and a part of a community. And I ask you to take the time to try and focus upon that. I know that right now we're living in some crazy times and the news is just sometimes overwhelming to be listening to. But to think about that, you know, we have lived through crazy times before and that communities have been there for each other. We've been there for each other before. And try and think about what are those moments now, those small kind of moments and as Mr. Rogers used to say you know when the nice people show up and and the things that we do for each other and try to focus on those so that you get some balance in your mind and you're able to recognize those things that are happening right in front of you and have those be able to give you kind of the joy and the strength that you need to make the next steps in you know what your future is going to be. So I wish you great peace, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. This is Eileen Fine of Power Breathwork, and you are listening to I Remember. I'm Eileen Fine, and you have been listening to I Remember, a podcast about the power of reminiscing and mindful moments of connection. To learn more about the power of reminiscing and mindfulness to help you live your best life, visit us at thetinybalcony.com.